Hey, this is Don Jones with the City of Stillwater. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Today's subject, street projects and infrastructure. Thank you for joining us. My co-host is Melissa Reams, Deputy City Manager, and our guest today is Monty Carnes, Director of City Engineering. Welcome, Monty. Good to be here. So let's talk a little bit about a subject that, I mean, no one really talks about it, right? No one talks about streets, roadways, none of that. No, never. None of our community, huh? You must run in a different crowd than I'm running. <laughs> that is the hot topic, and necessarily so. Tell us a little bit about some of our state roadway projects and our city roadway projects and these great collaborations to address the issues that our residents have shared with us for so long. Well, of course, you know, probably the biggest project that most people know about right now is is Perkins Road from, uh, the project actually will go from six all the way to airport, uh, but most of that gets milled and overlaid and gets a new topping. But the reconstruction is basically from Hall of Fame to just north of Lakeview. That's a partnership with the Oklahoma Department of Transportation. Um, our role and responsibility in that project was to pay for the design, secure the design, and then pay for any utility relocations that were were uh, required to be, any utilities required to be compensated. Well, and Monty, let me ask you this real quick. I'm glad that you said that. You really spelled that out well. And that is a joint partnership project with ODOT. So That's that is correct. a state highway. So they bear the majority of the cost in the construction. But that total project is probably approximately $30 million, correct? With the city at about $7, 8000000 million? No, I think it's more like 15 Okay, okay. And, and we paid... Um, well, I can't remember the numbers right now. I know we spent about a million dollars on uh, right away and, and about a quarter of a million relocating other franchise utilities. And then uh, we spent uh, close to a million dollars on the engineering when it's all said and done. So, you know, for a couple of million bucks, we got a $15 million project, not a bad return on them. So the, the majority of the expense for highway construction projects is ODOT. They That's bear correct. the majority of that. ODOT res great. has responsibility for That's their great. highways. Yeah. And so, Monty, speak a little bit about the difference between just mill and overlay, which you, I think you mm, kind of sure. uh, referenced, yeah. and then what we're actually doing from about McElroy up to... Uh, Lakeview, which I think is more reconstruction, is it not? Yeah, that's correct. The um, mill and overlay refers to an asphalt constructed road. The top surface on an asphalt is what we call the wearing course, and it wears out. Mm -hmm. So you come in and mill that off and then put a new new wearing course on. So that's what we mean by mill and overlay. Um, the other section of that road because of the traffic, uh, you know, 25,000 cars or more a day through there, lots of businesses on each side, so it's being widened to accommodate a uh, left turn lane mm -hmm. to make it safer, mm -hmm. uh, move more traffic, move it safer, be also raised islands so that if a pedestrian is trying to cross at a, at a location somewhere, there'd be a, an island they could get in if they needed that. 
Um, so those types of things. The original road was built in the late 60s and was basically a two-lane road with 10-foot shoulders. Mm-hmm. And through the years, those shoulders were had an asphalt overlay put on them, but they were never designed for the traffic, particularly right. the truck traffic that's been going on them and for the last several years. And we get so much of that heavy load and wide and truck well, yeah. traffic. Sure, absolutely. Because, you know, there are industrial areas at yeah. the north end. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. It's a long overdue project, and we're, we're grateful to the Department of Transportation for being able to fund for it. For helping us. So one more question about when we reconstruct a road. Don't we also look at what's underneath the road? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I know yeah. you referenced relocating utilities. I think people usually think about what they can see above ground, the electric yeah. lines in particular. But when but when we're looking at what's underneath, kind of help us understand what's underneath the ground so that we have to that move. Up. That yeah. is so key. Yeah. yeah. So under so underneath, of course, we've, we've got our water lines. We have had to relocate at the at at the utilities expense. We've got sanitary sewer lines. Oklahoma Natural Gas has underground lines. Um, communication companies can have underground and overhead lines. Mm-hmm. Um, OG&E had some overhead lines, that, uh, but they can have underground. They didn't in this situation, but they had lines that were overground that we had to relocate. Um, not a lot of them. So, so those were the major ones. And you know, communication companies and it's AT and T, Chickasaw, um, Sunlink. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Sunlink's changed their name again. But, they have. but um, <laughs> so, you know, th- those those types of utilities. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that, of course, I've learned so much from my association with Monty. He's been so generous to teach this accountant some stuff he learned over <laughs> in the College of Engineering. Um, and, and we've learned an awful lot about accounting as well. <laughs> we, we share with each other, but I think it's so important to get that out there. So the next big ODOT project that I see coming down the pipe at us is the widening of 6th Street. Is that is that, that what's next? That's correct. That'll be the next, uh, well, it'll be the next major ODOT project. Uh, they have some sidewalk projects scheduled for uh, 6th Avenue going east, starting at Perkins and going out to probably okay. Brush Creek Road. That'll be a fairly minor one and a much-needed project. But Absolutely. in terms of roadway, the next major one will be 6th Avenue in the middle of designing that one. Our role in that one is just to purchase right away and relocate utilities. ODOT's actually doing the design work, um, paying for that. That'll start just west of Western at uh, mm, Devon, right. and then extend to about the mill. Um, they will do that in several phases. They may let two phases at a time, but basically they'll come in and do the major intersections first, okay. and then they'll have phases that come in and connect those. So disruption won't be hopefully as severe as it's been on Perkins Road. Right. Oh, right. that is great to hear, because I know that people have already – voice concerns about once that Highway 51 project gets going, what would that look like? Because it is, you know, both, obviously, Perkins uh, and Six are major roadways right. in our community. Well, well they are, and and, um, and and Sixth Avenue is such a, a major thing to right. us that when they first brought that to us uh, several years ago, I said, you know, this, this is – this will set things for 50, 60 years. That's right. So give us time to do a study about how we think 
the community might, our best guess of what we think the community would develop along there over the next 50 years, and then make sure we don't do something that would prohibit that mm -hmm. right. uh, with the design. And they thought that was a good idea. So we did what we called the 6th Avenue Corridor Study, mm -hmm. where we looked at, you know, okay, what are all the possible different kinds of developments that could occur? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, one question is, do you really want residential traffic or residential development next to a major highway right. with people backing out in the streets and that kind of stuff? And especially, I mean, we, we depend on sales tax. Yes. Could that property generate more revenue as, as yeah. retail yeah. or commercial? So anyway, we, we looked at those types of issues, came up with a plan. Part of that big plan was where do we put the active transportation component mm -hmm. and not try and mix that in with so much heavy traffic. And so we came up with a plan of, of where we can improve streets and crossings uh, to the north and to the south so folks will be able to ride and, and walk in a safer environment. And right there, you just hit the nail on the head. Our community is multimodal. Absolutely. And we love that. We yeah. love our walkers, our runners, our, our bikers, our rollerbladers. Yeah. Uh, we have all of it. Every our scooter bit. people. Our scooters. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's who we are. That And it is great that you guys are ensuring that we have uh, additional sidewalks, better sidewalks, greater roadways, pathways. Um, I know that you've just hit on rails to trails, um, all of these different uh, avenues that you're looking into. And you've shared with us a little bit about highway. Let's talk a little bit about, or I'm sorry, state projects that we're working with. Let's talk a little bit about some of our street roadways that the city is leading. So several years ago, the, the citizens passed a half-cent sales tax. And we use primarily, we call that pavement management. It's an asset that we manage where we go in and every five years we raid every block of every street. And the crews are actually in town doing that right now. It's a company called IMS. Um, they're driving the streets. You may see them around. And they will give us ratings. And, and those ratings will um, help us determine how to allocate our money. So we've learned a long time ago if you spend a little bit of money on a street that's really, really good, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can spend a little bit of money and keep it in, in, in good shape a lot longer. And then the more it deteriorates over time, the more you've got to spend to get it up. And then at some point, it's just not economical. you got to tear it out and rebuild it. Right. So we ran a, an analysis for city council and said if we took $4 million a year, that we get on the half-cent sales tax and didn't do and only spent it on the residential and local streets and started with the worst one and uh, started with the worst one and, and rebuilt it to a 30-year standard, never touched, never touched the collectors, never touched the arterials, didn't spend any of that $4 million on design or testing or any of right. that stuff. It would right. take us 67 years to rebuild all those streets right. to a 30-year standard. And so then the citizens responded to that by giving us another half cent. Right, right. So, And I think this goes back to what you alluded to a little while ago when I asked you about what is mill and overlay. If we have a, a street that has a good base, a good road base, if we can keep that top coat as it wears down, if we can keep it refreshed, we prolong the life of the structure underneath. That's correct. And, you know, one of the great things about the 2017 
study that IMS did for us, they actually did a process where they structurally tested how how good the roads were right, right. and the and the base. And what we learned from that was structurally our streets are in pretty decent shape. They're just rough riding, which isn't right. you know news anybody. But the good news of that was <laughs> on our concrete streets, we can diamond grind those smooth. And mm-hmm. we've started that as one of our techniques. Mm-hmm. Where before we thought, well, we'd have to put some kind of an overlay on those to to get them to smooth out. Mm-hmm. Well, the diamond grinding is is uh, you know drastically cheaper uh-huh. than doing the than just doing yeah, an overlay. Uh, yeah. Plus, we don't have to worry about drainage concerns right. when you you come in and put an inch and a half inch and a half in a six inch gutter. Yeah. Uh, curb. Well, now you, you can you can add some drainage issues. Right. So it just kind of takes away from those those aspects. Well, and you can and see, better use of our dollars. Absolutely, and you can see a good example. I think of the diamond grinding uh, methodology out on Thirty Second, isn't it between Western and Sanger? Yes. Isn't that where yes, you did that, that? We did that. We did it there. We did it on Main Street, south of Twelfth. Mm-hmm. We did it on. Um, we did on Western from 6th to just north of 3rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've opened bids this week on on doing McElroy mm-hmm. from Maine over to Jardot. Cool. So, yeah. uh, so those are those are things we've got right, coming up. Right. Mm-hmm. There's one unique thing I want to talk about before we conclude our conversation. And when we were talking about the 6th Avenue project from Devon down to the mill, um, we were responsible for buying the right-of-way. That's correct. And so what our citizens are going to see and our employees are going to see is here in the next, uh, I'm hoping in the next month, we went in and purchased five homes that are there from the corner of Western and Six down to, they're in that block there on the north side. And we're going we have sold two of those homes they're unoccupied and we've sold them and they're going to be moved out eventually as we need the right of way we're going to move those other properties as well um this for me was the first time i've seen this done but i think it was a very cost effective manner mm-hmm. in getting right of way purchased is that what what you're seeing money sure and we're actually um we don't like to start purchasing right away until we're a little further along in the process so we know exactly what right away we needed. But we were far enough along that we knew we had to have right away there and we had to have so much right away that we would damage those lots beyond people being able to use right, them. Right. So we, we just decided we need to buy them. Um, there are very strict rules when you're using federal dollars of how you purchase right of way and how you treat the not only the, well not only the owner of the land and the house but also the occupants mm-hmm. so we we followed those rules uh and made sure and then uh, we're we the goal is not to have to buy any more structures right uh but we'll we'll see how that goes yeah, when we get a little further along the rest of it will just be limited the, right away i love the repurpose of the homes right and yeah. don talk a little bit about that because 
I, I want people to know that these homes are, they are going to be moved. Absolutely. And they're, they're going to be repurposed for a family to live in. Because uh, Monty was the one that went over and inspected those homes when we were getting ready to purchase them. And they're good homes, aren't they, Monty? They're Pretty strongly good built. Solid foundational yeah. homes. Yeah. 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 yeah, so those will be moved. And I don't know that we've established a date when those are going to be moved yet. I, uh, I know that those plans are being discussed recently. I was... Uh, overhearing those conversations mm-hmm. so I know that that's going to happen but that I think that that's just an additional um, example of uh, what we do here uh, where we do every possible effort to not waste to be mindful of taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. and to repurpose uh, every possible resource for the benefit of our residents and patrons absolutely absolutely and it 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 warms my heart to think that there will be new families living I love it. in those homes. I love yeah. it. So can we just talk just real briefly in gratefulness, thankfulness, we understand the, the frustrations that everyone has with the construction. We thank you for your additional patience and allowing more time in your travel, maybe finding another route. But can we also give a big shout out, thank you to our businesses. Yes, absolutely. Because they have went through all of this with us, especially with Perkins, and um, this will uh, occur inevitably with Sixth. But it is really when you start getting in there and digging and seeing that the different levels um, from the old uh, to the new of what has to be built up, it can definitely prevent uh, direct access into the business. There will always be an access pathway to the business, but it may not be directly into their parking lot, which can be inconvenience, uh, a huge inconvenience. Uh, but thank you guys for continuing to um, shop local and invest in our businesses. And thank you to the businesses for having patience with us through all of this. And, and I would echo that. I, I would say as well something I learned from a recruitment trip way back when I was graduating from college, had an opportunity to to go to work for a defense contractor, chose not to. But when I took that tour, every one of the the groups we went through had some kind of sign about project deadline and had some kind of sign about motivation, different things. But the one that stuck with me the most was had the test deadline, and next to it, it had a sign that said, the bitterness of poor quality long outlives the joy of on-time delivery. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so sometimes we, we understand the pain. We understand, yes. mm. we understand the inconvenience, but we also understand that, that we want to make sure that we're not back in there again. And we, right. we want to make sure that, and if you've driven the northbound lanes on Perkins Road, uh, contractor do it has done an outstanding job on those yeah. and the and the project's looking good and and they're doing a great job and, and so and we have on, no doubt about the quality are we on of that time are we uh, right now they're on, on time yeah they're, yeah. Yeah, they're still on the schedule mm-hmm. excellent well we're gonna have to wrap this up but absolutely not before we wish monty i know monty is uh, a short timer his his colleagues keep calling him that his last day with us is next friday i believe That's correct. And after a career of 50 years in transportation um, and engineering consulting and working with ODOT, we are going to send Monty off to 
to experience sunrises, sundust, or sawdust, and golf. Mm-hmm. And he <clears throat> and his wife, Debbie, are going to go live their best life at the end of his I, career. I, I'm not sure how many sunrises we intend to see, but we intend to see a lot of sunsets. There we go. <laughs> there go. Did Thank I say sunrises? Your... Um, I hope you sleep in. Well, <laughs> we, we, I think, you know, we, we made that comment this week that there's only one more week of alarm clocks. There you go. Amen. Amen. Well, we greatly appreciate your service and everything that you it, have done. You have left has, your mark here in yes, this city. Absolutely. It has been it has been a great run. Oh, well over half of my career has been spent working here in Stillwater. Uh, when I came here in August of 1970, it was my plan to be here four years, <laughs> get my degree and be gone. But there is some satisfaction of knowing that most of your career was spent helping the community that uh, you dearly love. You definitely are that example of a heart for service. Yes. You've left your mark. Just know that these roadways, these multimodal projects, the infrastructure, things that so many of us take for granted that you've uh, been absolutely an integral part in all of this for us. So thank you again, Monty. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. Together, we are investing in municipal excellence.